0: Welcome back to our listeners. This is Nicole with the seed planters of the Cameron family. We are halfway through our discussion on the word rest. So please listen to the first part of this podcast to get a little bit more information, but we're going to do the second half of the podcast and continue with our discussion. I'm going to start Um, by having Michelle read the definitions and the scriptures that are associated with the word rest.
1: Yes, hi. So usually I use the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the collegiate version. And the word rest is defined, it has like about four different definitions. So I'm going to read them all. The main one, first one, it's repose or sleep specifically a bodily state characterized by minimal functional and metabolic or meta- <laughs> metabolic, sorry, <laughs> activities, freedom from activity or labor, a state of motionlessness or inactivity, the repose of death, a place for resting or lodging, peace of mind or spirit, A rhythmic silence in music, a character representing such a silence, a brief pause in reading, something used for support. At rest, resting or reposing, especially in sleep or death. And um, motionless, free of anxieties. And then as a verb, the second um, definition, and it's rested, resting, rests to get rest by lying down, especially sleep, to lie dead, to cease from action or motion, refrain from labor or exertion, to be free from anxiety or disturbance, to sit or lie fixed or supported, a column rests on its pedestal. To remain confident, trust, You cannot rest on that assumption. To be based or founded, the verdict rested on several sound points. Precedence. To remain for action or accomplishment, the answer rests with you. Of farmland, to remain idle or uncropped. To bring to an end voluntarily the introduction or ev- of evidence in a, a law case. And then there's a transitive verb to give rest to, to sit at rest, to place on or against a support the cause to be firmly fixed rested all hope in his child is an example to desist voluntarily from presenting evidence pertinent to a case at law. And then we have, um, a projection or attachment on the side of the breastplate of medieval armor for supporting the butt of a lance. That's interesting. I think I know what they're talking about. That's a rest. And then, something that remains over remainder. I ate the rest of the candy and for the rest with regards to remaining issues or needs. And it was mentioned before about rest in music. It's one whole, two half, three quarter, four eighth or five sixteenth. Those are rests in music. And there's a little symbol for that too. Um, as a noun, it's rester. And some synonyms catnap, sleep, slumber, snooze, doze. And here are some examples for the verb. We will not rest until we discover the truth. The workers were resting in the shade. He's resting comfortably after his ordeal. He rested his horse before continuing the journey. You should rest your eyes after all that reading. The house rests on a concrete foundation. It was first known used as a noun um, before the 12th century, as a verb before 12th century as well. And then the second use of the noun is 14th century. And the third use of the noun, the 15th century. And the history, it's Middle English, Old English, High, old, high German, and um, Anglo French and Latin, so it's coming from all of these different um etymologies. So, for scriptures, I have a lot of scriptures, I'm going to read some of them. So, Genesis chapter 2, all of them will be the New International Version. Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 and 3 By the seventh day, God had rested, had finished the work. He had been doing so that on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Genesis eight verses three and four, the water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days, the water had gone down. And on the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Okay. Exodus 33 verses 12 to 14. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so I may know know you. And continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Joshua 21, verses 44 and 45. The Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. 1 Samuel 18, verse 30, the Philistine commanders continued to go out to battle and as often as they did, David met with more success than the rest of Saul's officers and his name became well known. 2 Samuel 7 verses 11 to 12 and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel I will also give you rest from all your enemies the Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you when your days are over and you rest with your ancestors I will raise up your offspring to succeed you your own flesh and blood and I will establish his kingdom Second Chronicles 20 verse 30, and the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace for his God had given him rest on every side. Psalm 55 verse 6, I said, oh, that I had the wings of a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. Psalm 90 verse 17, may the favor of the Lord our God rest on us, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Matthew 12, verses 43 to 45. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. This is how it will be with this wicked generation. Mark 14 verses 41 and 42. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look. The son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Acts 2 verses 26 to 28. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope because you will not abandon me to see the realm of the dead, nor will you let your holy one see decay. You have made known to me the paths of of life, you will fill me with joy in your presence. Second Corinthians 12 verse nine, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Revelation 14 verses, verse 13 Then I heard a voice from heaven say, write this, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit, they will rest from their labor for their deeds will follow them. And the last verse I have for you is revelation 20 verse five. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection.
0: Thank you for that, Michelle. I always enjoy hearing the definitions and the scriptures um, and how they connect. you know, so some of the definitions that you read, they were played out in the scriptures. you know, you could see that. Um, I think for me, the definition that kind of stood out was being free from anxiety or motion. And that was kind of what stood out to me, I think the most with those. Um, so I don't know if anyone had any reflections on the scriptures or the um, definitions or anything that kind of stood out to you when you were listening to that or while you were reading that, Michelle. Um, I'll start with Suzette. I think I'm going to make it very brief. It's
2: the main thing I saw was um, peace following rest. When God orders rest, there's peace. So that came with the war ceasing. Um, he's allowing you to understand that his peace reigns in a situation where you are still. So when there's war and chaos, there is no rest, there is no peace. So I saw that a lot with the scriptures about the wars and Joshua, and um, it's just the order. I believe it's just the order of things and how it follows. And craving that and wanting that kind of peace and rest, it, it just takes that burden off of you as the individual. And so that's also something else that, when, you know, when God says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, there's no reason why we should be carrying all of our burdens, all of our stress and strain. Um, we know what happens when we do that. So uh, we can go into details on that another time. But God wants to take your burdens and He wants to carry them and He wants to ultimately give you peace in His rest.
0: Thank you, Suzette, for that reflection on the scriptures. And I don't know if, Michelle, if you had anything to add with that um, based on what you were reading and researching. Yeah, so the one thing that
1: stuck out to me as I was reading the verses is the rest from your labor. That's that's actually promised to those of us who are believers. And when that final day, when we close our eyes, we are resting from our labor. And um, I know sometimes those who are not believers, there's that struggle at the end of life because the focus during life may not have been on what happens after I close my eyes, and there's that anxiety I've heard of stories. And then I find that a lot of saints, those who are firm, strong believers, when it's their time, there seems to be a, an atmosphere, a serene atmosphere that fills the room. Um, I had that experience with our grandmother leaving us, um, where I was there a few hours before she passed and uh, about half an hour to an hour after she passed. And the room was peaceful. It felt like just rest. It looked like she was sleeping. It felt like somebody was just sleeping. And so that rest from your labors thing is, is, is definitely um, a goal that we should strive for. Because we know that the work that we're doing on God's behalf, he will say well done at the end. And so we have that assurance in our hearts for that rest um, when that time does come for us.
0: Amen. That's so powerful. Thank you for that, Michelle. So I'm gonna ask um, for some other examples or situations. Um, so my specific question is for you to, or my request is for you to share a time frame or an example. Of when you did not get enough rest and how it affected you. Um, I think I'll just give a quick little thing and then I'll hand over to my sisters. But I know in general for me that if I don't rest enough, and that could be most likely because my brain is running or I'm busy trying to get 50 million things done in a 24 hour time frame. But if I don't sleep enough, you know, I'd mentioned earlier that I might be more cranky or fussy or, you know, snap or not have as much patience. But the other thing, it affects me physically because I'm more hungry. So I eat more and I overeat a lot of times when I am overly tired, when I don't get enough rest and um, and I know some people may even um, stress eat. I can't think I don't think I do that, but some people when they're anxious, they're nervous, you know, they're, they're eating more. And so there is definitely a connection between not having rest or peace and maybe trying to fill that void or fill that space with food, which you know, may not always be a healthy um, decision to make. So that's kind of for me when I don't get enough rest, I do know that my appetite is definitely higher during those seasons or those time frames. So I'm going to ask um, Suzette to give an example of when you didn't get enough rest and how it affected you, and maybe even what you're doing to kind of rectify that scenario. So, um, The telltale
2: for me not getting enough rest, excuse me, is usually migraines. I'll get, um, I'll wake up with migraines if I haven't rested well, um, triggered from the stages when my children were infants. So the lack of rest or the constant waking up um, two to three times a night and then going to work, as uh, my sister had mentioned before, it's kind of... um, It took a toll after a while. And so the ability to not get rest, even after they've grown up, it actually causes instant migraines. So that's one way that it affects me. It slows me down. Then I have to take medication to function throughout the day or start drinking um, more than one cup of coffee, which I only like to have uh, one cup usually. Um, uh, Resolution that was to actually assess the situation, realize that there was a problem that if I didn't keep, if I kept on that same path, that it was going to just lead to destruction for me. So what I really did was ask the Lord to show me how to restructure my day so that I could get ample rest and function better because I felt like there was a lot going on at work at the time and... I felt that I knew what needed to be done, but I couldn't accomplish everything because I was too tired and too aggravated to accomplish it. So things were piling up and you get to the point where you have a lot of apathy and you don't want to feel that way about work, you know, when you're working and want to do your best at all times. So what he basically showed me to do was to restructure my evenings. Since the days were already structured in a certain way. Structure what you do differently in the evenings, do things earlier, um, find a way to do certain things simultaneously so that they can be done, have someone else help with something else that they can do, and then lighten your load. And then at the same time, get into bed at this time, He basically gave me an hour to get to bed and, calc- and it, when I calculated it, it gave me the five, six hours that I actually needed instead of three to four most times it was four, four and a half, so you restructured it to add on an hour hour and a half to my sleep, and then I realized that the days were going better um, it started there started to be a physical change where I felt better, and um, you also showed me how to structure in just simple walks in the evening, figuring out how to do that so that I can um it basically gets me to the point where I'm calm in the evenings, and I can get more things accomplished. And you don't feel that stress and aggravation in the evenings, also, um, which I believe the activities of the day can spill over into the night. And so you don't want to do that. You don't want <clears throat> to you don't want to bring home the day's stress to your family. So that you know you want to keep those separate. So um, basically, praying and asking the Lord to help. And I know a lot of people think that. You can't bring simple things to the Lord, but when it comes to your own health and well-being, I believe the Lord is interested and that he cares. So he cares about his people in a full way. It's a complete caring. It's not just do my work and that's it. He cares about you being in health and strength to perform his work. And so I believe that there's nothing that's too simple to ask
0: God for help for. Thank you for that, Suzette. And I would definitely agree with the fact that he cares about the details. You know, if he knows how many hairs are on our head or he takes care of the temporary flowers and birds, you know, they have short lifespans and he knows when one of them dies and he knows all of those details and he cares about the details of our lives as well because he loves us so much. And so I think, um, having that, power or ability, I guess is probably a better word to use, but having the ability to um, realize something and then say, okay, God, now what's my solution? What's my strategy? And he wants to be in our intri- intricacies. And so he will give that information. So I'm going to ask Michelle, um, if you can give us an example of when you may not have had enough rest and how did it affect you?
1: Yeah. So, um, I was sharing with my sisters before we got online and, um, what happened was when I gave birth to our son, my son, I did not, he did not sleep through the night for the first part of his life, the early years. And so I didn't sleep either because then, you know, he'd wake up a couple of times every night and then I had to get up and be with him and all of that. And that stayed with me for years. I'm just now, he's an adult, I'm just now trying to reassess and, and get that um, corrected. But some of the things that would happen to me is I would fall asleep in my commute and I was not on a train. I was driving. So I'd drive and I'd get to a traffic light. Then I hear horns blowing because the light changed to green and I didn't realize I was sleeping at the light. That happened quite a few times. And my commute to work was kind of long, 45 minutes one way. And so it was, and I was doing highway driving and all this other stuff. And I had a big vehicle at the time too. It was tough. Um, and the even though some of my circumstances have changed, that getting enough rest at night had been almost a all of of complete adult struggle for me, like most of my adult life. So um, I am working on that right now. And I have found with the things that i have starting to do where I'm trying to wind down at an earlier time in the evening, I'm trying to kind of get off my phone, um, trying to tune in to God, um, having conversations with him earlier, I pray unofficially sometimes, like it's not, you know, you you just kind of talk. And I find that when I do some of these things, some of the worries in my mind are, are dissipating. And then I find that my body starts to calm down. I'm not a coffee drinker, so that's not why I keep going. It's just the adrenaline in my body. And I just keep going. And so I, I have to I'm realizing it's affecting me in ways that are not healthy. And so and I do want to lose weight. <laughs> so I know getting proper sleep helps with that. So there's there so many things and I'm I'm working on on those at this time.
0: Thank you for sharing. I think um, you know, those are real examples of life, but also what can we do to adjust in order to be our best self? Um, and, you know, for me, I think we've talked about, you know, some of the benefits of resting, you know, throughout our conversations. But even with what you were saying, Michelle, it kind of clicked a little bit more for me that, you know, our worry leads to, can can lead to despair, um, and it can make us almost desperate and that feeds the the anxieties and the, the increased heart rate, things like that. But when you say, instead of me focusing on that, I'm actually going to spend the time and lean into God and actually give him those worries. And that's what you're doing sometimes when you're praying. Um, you're saying, here, God, these are the things I've been thinking about. I'm giving it to you then he can carry that weight. He can carry that load and he knows the answer and he will take care of it. So you give it over to him to to do it and that allows for your emotions to settle and for your body to be able to also rest. Um, And then as a result of that, you have the ability to do his work and do kingdom work even better, be more effective because instead of your thoughts being on your day-to-day Or the scenarios and situations that you can't even really control, your focus is now on, okay, God actually gave me a purpose and a plan and a specific thing that only I can do during my life here. Let me work on that because he's working on everything else. And that is the benefit of rest when we rest in God, when we trust in him and give everything to him. So what we're going to do now is just to give our final reflections. I think that was probably my final reflection there. Um, So I'll ask my sisters about their final reflections on this word that we've been talking about, which is rest. So I'll start with Suzette. So
2: for our listeners today, um, the word rest had uh, different meanings as Michelle had read them before. But what I wanted to focus on for rest was more uh, the physical. That is because it's so lacking in us today, in our society. We're stimulated by social media, the phones, as she says, sometimes um, can't get off the phone. I don't feel I have that same issue with the phones as much, but it is something when people... Have so many ways to get in contact with you that they feel that there's no limit on the time, time of day, time of night, that they feel that they need to reach out to you for something. And we have to learn how to say no for our own emotional well being, for our uh, own survival. We have to understand that um, I know they have ways of separating rest now or. Um, emotional rest or a mental health day or physical rest, um, social rest. There's all kinds of different things that people try to figure out. But if it's done in a way where it's going to allow you to rejuvenate and recharge and get on with things that are more productive, just understand that rest is essential for productivity. So uh, it's okay to not do everything that you're asked to do. It's okay to decline certain events. It's okay to stay home and just take a break. Um, it's not that you're a bad person. You're just looking out for yourself. So it's important to look out for your own self, for your well being. And another uh, form of rest is not just um, the physical rest or those other means that I was speaking about, but think about your relationship with or Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the one that wants you to come to him so that he can give you true rest and true peace. And that relationship that you have with him allows you to get away from the things around you that it basically removes the atmosphere for that moment and allows you to get caught up in who God really is. And when he begins to show you more of himself, it gives you that sense of peace. Also, um, I thought of rest as one of the definitions, I believe, where you basically lay aside everything from yourself. So you now let go of yourself and now you're putting your weight on something else. So now someone or something else is supporting you. And so if you're truly resting in Christ, he is now your full support So just keep those words in mind. Just think about how important it is for us to survive just by resting. If we do not rest and we do not make time to actually rest, we actually won't last very long. So let's think about that. And just a reminder to our listeners, the importance of resting.
0: Thank you, Suzette. And I'll give Michelle time to give her final reflections to our listening audience About our topic for today, which was rest.
1: Yeah, so as I'm sitting here thinking, I'm realizing how important the way to get to rest is because sometimes we know we're supposed to do something, but we don't know exactly how to get that done. Like, what are the steps? And one of the things that I'm learning, which I had mentioned before, but I wanted to emphasize here again, is the importance of reprioritizing what we do when it comes to the time when we're actually supposed to be at rest. So as I said, I'm, I'm a phone junkie, I have to admit, and I am doing my best to kind of tune out the phone. Um, if I'm on the phone late at night now, it's more for prayer because I do pray with others outside of my home. So sometimes we have prayer late, but if it's not for prayer, I'm trying very hard to not really be on my phone late. I try to curtail all my evening activities by a certain time. So I would say for everyone listening, make sure you set up and say, hey, I need X number of hours of sleep to feel rested. So I have to stop moving And doing things at like 10 or nine or whatever the time is, shut everything down, turn the lights low, do what you have to do, make sure the house is quiet as much as possible, Um, put headsets in if you have to, um, make your room dark, whatever you got to do so that your body can say, oh, she is trying to rest or he is trying to rest. And then your heart rate will start to go down If you have to listen to instrumental music or whatever means you want to use or listening to earth sounds, I know some people listen to rain, rain sounds and, and things like that. Um, Do what you have to do because your health, everything about your life is attached to rest. How productive you are during the day, how much you're going to get done how well you're going to be years from now. Cause that's the other thing as we're getting older. I mean, I'm the eldest of three. So I'm, I'm ahead of the game from the other two, but as I'm getting older, I'm feeling the effects of me getting older. And so I'm making quite a few adjustments right now with my life, my, my diet, this different things, even your diet. Hey, Hey, talk about that. Make sure you don't eat late. Because when you eat late, you can't sleep because your body is trying to get rid of the food that you just put in there. So I just learned recently the importance of eating about three hours before the bedtime that you want to take. So all these different things all tie into rest. You know, your diet, the time you wind down, the amount of time that you take to do everything And also your mind needs to be cleared. You can't solve all the problems in one day. That's another thing that I'm learning as well. I'm a problem solver. It's a natural thing for me. And I have to put the brakes on. Wait, you can't really do anything about that right now at midnight. Like, what are you going to do? So you have to let it go. And God willing, in the morning, you can pick it up. And so just think of all these things and apply them if it applies to you and get as much rest as you can. You're not being lazy to rest. It's not a lazy thing when you rest. It's your body needing to rejuvenate. Your brain needs the time to refresh. Your, your digestive system is asking for it because it, you know it needs that time. So every part of us needs it. Our spirit man needs it. Our physical man needs it. And our future needs it.
0: that's it. Thank you for that, um, Michelle. And I think both of you gave some very practical um, concepts that we can use towards rest. So I thank our listening audience, and I thank my sisters for participating in the discussion as well. And I thank our listening audience for tuning in and hearing our words and our thoughts on the word rest. I hope that you were encouraged, that you were um, edified, that you were inspired and uplifted by the things that we have said. I want to leave a little scripture um, about rest from Psalms 127, the last part of verse two. It said, God gives rest to his loved ones. So he loves us and he wants us to rest. He gives us that. So hopefully we have the ability then to hold on to that rest, to prioritize it, and to remember that if you're resting in God, worry, stress, anxiety, dismay, it cannot exist if God is there with you in your time of rest. We pray that you will tune in next time with Seed Planters with the Cameron family. May God bless you and keep you in his perfect peace.